Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Joe Zimmel and Valerie Friedman. Mm, Hey, I just met you, but I got a feeling we could have some blurred lines when everybody's in the house tonight. But then I kissed a girl and it got hot in here, so take off all your clothes. Oh, what are you doing? I'm trying to write the song of the summer. It's got to have sex and joy and heat and sex and a catchy hook. How do you like this for a hook? Promiscuous boy, I'm all alone. Let's use protection from STDs. Um, it's a little clinical, right? Also, and I say this as a friend, you're writing a terrible song. No, no, no that's not even the point. We're in this era of post-music music. The music is no longer the point, it's the positioning. And if I get it right, think of all the good I can do with the money. I can build an orphanage in Santa Furtado. Santa Furtado? There's no such place as that. Okay, go ahead, Greg. Just pick my dreams apart. Kion, I'm not... Oh, wait, wait. I think I heard something in there. Promiscuous boy, pick my dreams apart. Go ahead. You know you want to. Uh, no, this this will not work. In the video, I'm naked and a dog bites my leg while I'm trying to move a turtle. For no reason. Today on the show, our music mavens wrinkle their noses and grit their teeth and try to talk about this year's song of the summer. And now his Iggy Azalea has crown rot and leaf spots, Colin McEnroe. Yeah, that never, that, I tried repotting the Iggy Azalea. It didn't work. All right, so that was actually our um, intro from last year. We're the only ones who actually remember that. Uh, and, <laughs> and because we now play this intro every year, basically. We do the song of the summer show every year. We've been doing it since 2011. And it inevitably results in hard feelings, hurt feelings, uh, anger, uh, listener disappointment. And for, perversely, I look forward to it uh, <laughs> almost more than any other show. So, um, and, 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 well, so we have to explain a little bit why that is. Last year, I, not only did I get in trouble with the panel, who they were very grumpy about having to li- listen to some of these songs and then pretend to like them, uh, but I got in trouble with at least one listener who said I apologized for the songs too many times. So uh, I'm going to try to thread this needle better this year. Let me just tell you, we're, we've reshuffled the panel a little bit. Some people, I, I just couldn't put them through this again. Uh, and uh, <laughs> But Joan Holiday is back. I think she's been on every single one of these shows. She's, of course, a radio personality uh, at WR. I the river in Northampton, 93.9, I'm going to say. That's correct. I'm actually getting better. Uh, Brendan J. Sullivan has been with us for many other things, but th- we were, we're very fortunate to have him here. He really is sort of a scholar of the Song of the Summer. He's not allowed to get uh, grumpy about it. He's a New York-based DJ and the author of Rivington Was Ours, Lady Gaga, The Lower East Side, and The Prime of Our Lives. He's joining us from the NPR studios in Manhattan and then making his debut on this particular concept show, but certainly not his debut on the Colin McEnroe show. He's been on many, 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 many times. Jim Chapdelaine, musician, producer, leader of the Shinolas, uh, so many other things. He actually will be able to figure out how some of these songs become what they are. Uh, but, uh, but Jim, I sense, I sense that you're on a learning curve right now with the notion that this show embraces, which you're, that there is the, the song of the summer, 
that there is one anointed song that may not be a song that we all like all that much, but somehow or other, it's the song of the summer. Well, I'm not so sure. I, I have I spontaneously break out into Daft Punk from time to time. Uh, and, and I think that was the song of the summer? No, was it, it came not? in second. It came in just, just, oh, just second. Oh, we can, well, we can well exp- then I'm on the wrong show. We can explain um, this. We, we can, that, that's, a good, that's a good thing to understand, though. It came, that was two years ago. It came in right. just second to Blurred right. Lines. So I did a historical search of all the songs of the summer, which is probably the worst thing that I could be doing <laughs> right now for this show. And, and I think we, we briefly alluded to the songs of the the concept going back to actually Stephen Foster, uh, which I'm sure uh, Brendan has probably done many remixes of. Oh yeah, uh, at 1:30 BPM. Um, <laughs> so uh, I and then I ran all of these current choices by my 16 year old daughter, mm. and I won't. I'm, I'm going to save her response. All right, save Annie's response. And I did that. listen to every single one and watched uh, Brendan's delightful uh, YouTube. Yeah, uh, Brendan gave us a YouTube supercut and also kind of a YouTube uh, Hampton-based tutorial, uh, tutorial uh, on Song of the Summer. But So, Brendan, I'm going to have you sort of summarize that tutorial. Uh, for people who are kind of new to this concept, um, explain what the Song of the Summer is. Okay. You imagine the first time that you get off the Block Island Ferry, the Jitney, the boat, the family station wagon, and you see, like, your summer spot And as soon as you get there, you smell it, you feel it, you're free, the weather's nice. Song of the Summer is all of those things for your ears. And the easiest way I can sum it up, I would say, is to say that the rules for Song of the Summer are the same as summer romance. And there are three of them. Uh, One is uh, fresh faces only. Like, Song of the Summer and summer romance aren't the time where, like, it finally works out with you and that guy from work. It's like someone new you haven't met. It's exciting. Number two, I would call that rule love at first sight. It's got to grab you in the first three seconds. And rule number three is that it's just a fling. It doesn't have to be your favorite band or the band you've loved your whole life. It's something new that might even just be new to you, and it might be personal because you're not at school, you're not at work, you don't have the usual influences. So, and, and Joan, one thing that we know about the Song of the Summer is that it's, although it's a coveted spot, it's a coveted niche, and in fact we'll talk as we go along about how very purposefully, uh, musicians and artists and producers and stuff like that, they actually sort of go after this. It, it doesn't really work out all that well for most of the, for many. I mean, Katy Perry would be one of the exceptions. But She's for a lot, exception. of, a lot of these people wind up, you know, working in car washes afterwards. Beyonce had yeah, one, right? Yeah, but, but like some of the more recent ones, I mean, including Iggy Azalea, who just had to cancel Iggy her tour. Azalea, yeah, she just kind of went up in flames and, and you know, went away qu- almost quietly. I think everyone wanted her to, mm. but... Um, yeah, a lot of times they don't have any luck after this. It's kind of a curse to be the song of the summer. So what we're going to do, we're going to go through some of the nominees. We're going to talk about why they either will make it or won't make it. Um, and I think it's good to start out with a low-pressure one, one which I think we probably all could pre-agree is not going to make it. But it's it's uh, somewhere in the mix. You're picking mine, aren't you? But before no. you go, oh. can, can no. we just assume <laughs> then that, that the song of the summer is basically your favorite character on Game of Thrones for three episodes. <laughs> if, the, if that works it, for you it, as a concept. It does, and and then is, is summarily executed in a horrible fashion. Right. Okay. Or has poop thrown on them. All right. right. So um, so let's pick the song Worth It by Fifth Harmony. I don't, think, I don't uh, think it has a supporter anywhere on here, but it's on the list of contenders. I mean, if you look, there are a whole lot of websites that keep track of this kind of stuff. It's on the list and it's on everybody's list of contenders. So I think this is a, a low pressure one. We can start out, play a little bit of this song, and then talk about why would it would ever get considered and then why it's not going to make it. Here we go. 
That's right. As Wolfie just pointed out, I think we get the message anyway. I think so we the get message it. of the song is clear. It was just mm-hmm. that she's worth it. And well, the, the saxophone sample passes Brendan's uh, uh, litmus test that for the first three passes. seconds. Well, well, I yeah. think we all agree that's not song of the summer, but it does pass all three rules. Yeah, they're new. Um, and it's a fling. It's instant a, hook. Yeah. Although the sax actually, as I pointed out to Brendan earlier this week, is it's almost exactly the same uh, as one of Jason Derulo's earlier songs. It's so, also from a klezmer band. I it, think. Yeah, probably. Right. But so Brendan, um, at some point you'll be DJing in the Hamptons or something, and, and you mm-hmm. will play this song, right? I mean, this is a song of the summer, simply not the song of the summer. That is a song of probably spring break. <laughs> and so for kids, yeah. like when you're a kid, you just imagine like that song smells like sounds like winter or like being on the school bus. Song of the summer has to be fresh. That's the only rule that that one bent is that's not exactly a fresh face. I, I have a quick question. When's a release date for song? Is is that relevant or I, is it when does it creep into public consciousness? I think it's not. I think it's not relevant because some of these songs hang around for a while. Because anything could just bubble well, up. Well, actually, here we've got a call coming in that will illustrate. Will answer that question for you. Um, here's Tim in. New Haven. Hi, Tim. My song of the summer uh, violates most of the rules that you guys have already set up because it's a good song. In the words of Dick Clark, it's got a good beat and it's easy to dance to. And that's uh, Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars and the Mark Thank Bronson. you. That could be the song of the year. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that song too, and but it does get like me out of this. Ten years old, yeah, it's too in, old for in summertime, summer. right? I mean, Brendan, that, that one's that one's on the sl- downhill slope right now. It can't be the yeah, song. Yeah, that of the song would it be the equivalent of Happy last year? It's just a song everyone agrees is great, but it come it's like it, it brightens your winter. It doesn't exactly make your summer. Right, so it can't be the song of the summer. Already happened. Right, yeah, already. Happened. I feel like Brendan is sitting on the Supreme Court yeah, somewhere. He's, the he's a disembodied voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the highest the authority. Wizard. We're appealing right. to the highest. authority. This is my profession. I'm a DJ. So when when I play a song that people don't really like, I get screamed at. They don't I just know. say, "Oh, I, I don't think I like that song as well, much." You know, yeah, just I, to respect people your, in the Hamptons screaming at me. As a respect to your profession, uh, last night I went and I actually did the beats per minute of every one of these songs to see oh. if there was a um, a correlation. It seems to be between 120 and 130, which is sort that's of like, that's like music, reading right? the stock market. Right. You know, you think you can beat the numbers, and then just something comes out of nowhere. And then a ballad, like, a ballad comes yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there, it's hard to find a rule. Like I, I was talking uh, at home last night about this, and uh, uh, was suggested this a singable song, but that's not really true. I mean, Carly Rae Jepsen—that's a singable song. You can all sing along with that song, but you can't sing along with well, along with party rock anthem. I mean, mm-hmm. that, it's not necessarily a singable song. There's there's no, I don't think there's a rule you can You can't find. sing along to party rock anthem? <laughs> What's cannot. wrong with you, Colin? You cannot. Yes, I cannot. Can. No one can. Um, <laughs> you can sing along to Sukiyaki, but that was 1963. Let's pick a song that, uh, we're going to play Bills by Lunch Money Lewis. This is another example of a song that dropped pretty early in the year. Uh, it's one that Brendan likes. It's one that I like it's one that Mr. Dan, I like. Mr. Dankowski hates. Um, so, uh, well, let's play it. Uh, it, it. It certainly is a song that could make people want to get up and dance.
I had meant before playing this song to uh, to warn people about the oath in it, but I decided. I also decided not to bleep it because I think we're all grown ups here. And we can, you know, yeah, actually, we can handle it. We can handle it. I think. I, I like this song. It's yeah. got it, it's got it's retro. It's got the hook right out. Right. There's something about this song that's just it's the anti fancy. The song of the summer last year. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like a working class black man talking truth in in a really wonderful way. But it's it you know fancy would never fly this year when we have a white lady being kicked out of the NAACP. So so Brendan, would this be ironically embraced in the Hamptons? It would, however, yeah. They got, they bills. got bills. No, they got bills. They got yeah. They got, they got bills. bills. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ha- however, uh, I think there's to go with my theory that it's like summer romance. Sometimes you meet someone, and the only reason you would say I like you is you're not the person I was just dating. Mm-hmm. So this would be like a reaction to fancy. <laughs> so that's why it's disqualified. It's also a perfect anthem for our times. Most middle class and lower middle class people are having a hard time getting by. So everybody can be happy and dance to that. And it means something to them. Yeah, I, do, I don't like feel right like time. I'm in the fast lane from L.A. to Tokyo. I feel like I'm this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and, and <laughs> yeah. Joan, I, I knew that you would like this song because I like this song. And there are only seven songs that... Uh, that Joan and I don't like together, and they're, and they're all, all by Al Stewart. Stewart. Songs. Yeah, they're all by Al Stewart. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm I'm down with this song. I like this song. So it's the first one that grabbed my my ears. So Brendan, what would militate against it? I mean, why wouldn't it be the song of the summer? Um, a good pop song needs to have what I call that third thing. I wrote about this in my book, and the third thing is usually the hook, and it's like you can pick one piece of it and say this is it. It's like those that first part of Rolling Stone's Satisfaction. It's just gets you every time. Bills has a hook. It has a riff, but it doesn't have a hook other than just saying I've got bills, which every, you know, people have and teenagers do not have. And also, why isn't it being penalized for having hung around for a while? Because it just it didn't get on the charts until till now, assuming it, it even has. I mean, I think it dropped yeah, think- in like February or something. Yeah, I th- I could I could conceivably see people coming up to me saying, "What is this?" You know, if I played that, and that's what you want. You know, I don't like have making... bills. <laughs> <laughs> what are bills? What are bills? I, I have friends named Bill, but what is this? What's he talking about? <laughs> so, by the way, as we go along here, we welcome your input. Uh, and, each... and by the way, you know, also Brendan uh, on the radio dot com. Uh, 79 top hits of summer satisfaction was number one ah um we do oh, it, remix oh. we do welcome uh, no, l- listener gonna... in, in, let me just give out the phone number 860-275-7266 if you want to call in 860-275-7266 also you may tweet us at wnpr colin on twitter and you will be tweeted back at by greg hill our tweet master that's wnpr colin we'd love it if you would uh, tweet some of your ideas uh, about this one thing that i do want to emphasize uh and we tried to say it every way that we could, but it was really beautifully written last year by Amanda Dobbins at Vulture, where she sort of said, you know, it's not the song that you re- you like. You know, she I think she used the new Spoon song last year. She says, you can't just sort of say, well, I really like that song, so that's my song of the summer. Maybe it is, but it's not the song of the summer. This it's this is much more about the very uneasy coalition uh, that makes something like Blurred Lines become this just sort of automatic, everybody out on the dance floor kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, keep that in mind as you write to us or tweet us. Um, I was I interrupted. Brendan, were you saying? Actually, Brendan, while I um, while you have the floor, um, I, I did want you to maybe just give us. You have sort of an inside view of the fact that there are very calculating. Some people might say cynical attempts by the people who stoke the star making machinery behind the popular song to to get something to be the song of the summer. And I think you had kind of a little view of that at one point, right? 
I did. In fact, I do have a career highlight that that so when Apple Music launched last week, a lot of young people met for the first time. Uh, the the chair of Beats Music, and I think us older folk know him as uh, Jimmy Iovine, the who produced Born to Run for Bruce Springsteen. He's uh, the head of Interscope, and he heard a Lady Gaga song in 2008 when we were just like this Lower East Side bar band, and he had a big meeting in L.A. where he just said, I want everyone on this. I want this to be Song of the Summer. And I like very quickly went from being you know, the dive bar DJ who was a part-time bartender to going around the world making music videos and everything. And it was all at the time flushing, you know, money and talent and work into getting Song of the Summer 2008, which we didn't even remotely get. <laughs> we were never on the charts that, that whole summer. Well, that, but that's sort but of, that's a good the pursuit of it, yeah. yeah, you're right. I agree with you. The pursuit of it is is so, sort of the endeavor. It's like your summer. It's not about what happens. It's about how you got there. You know, it's you took a trip somewhere. You went to the beach. You tried to meet someone. You went out and danced. You did thing, these things. The pursuit of them is the whole thing. It's not whether you do or do not get it. It's sort of different than school where it's all about grading and achievement and work. and Right. It's like the pilgrimage like to Compostela in medieval times. You... You get to exactly you like the get pilgrimage there. to Compostela in medieval times. <laughs> you get there eventually, but the whole thing is really about the trip. All right, so let's get. And a, there's we, bodies. We've got a call from uh, John in Hartford, and yeah, it's actually about one of the songs that's on our list. So that's really good because we can actually play it. Hi, John, you're on the air. Hi, Colin. Hi, folks. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about um, a song that I heard it on the radio, and every once in a while you hear something on the radio, and it's like, gee, that's really different from all the other stuff. I should I should qualify this that I have two kids in middle school. And most of their music is either from uh, a radio station up in Boston called Amp Radio, because I'm from Woodstock, so we, we get the Boston stations, or they listen to stuff on Spotify, pretty much the Spotify charts. And um, so this song came on, and I was like, wow, that's, that's really different. Who is that? What is that? And they didn't know initially. And then, um, you know, we, the fact that we, we all liked it was really noteworthy to me. But anyway, it's called Cheerleader by Omi. And um, I think it's really interesting because it's got a lot of space in it, mm-hmm. at least the, the the mix that's on the radio. Yeah, well, we're going to play that for you right now. And then uh, I already exa- know exactly how the whole discussion uh, that follows this will go, and it ends with our mm-hmm. intern Katie McAuliffe storming out of the studio. But anyway, here we go. My one solution is my queen, cause she's this strong. Yeah, yeah, she is always in my corner, right there when I wanna. All these other girls are tempting, but I'm empty when you're gone, and they say, Do you need me? Do you think I'm pretty? Do I make you feel like cheating? I'm like, No, not really, cause oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. She is always right there. All right, here's the order in which we will comment. Uh, first, we'll go Joan, and then we'll go Jim, and then uh, the commissioner, Brendan Sullivan. Uh, so, Joan, you have the floor. Well, it's not as offensive as many. <laughs> I thought you would like it better than that. Well, I like it well enough. Um, I kind of, from a female point of view, hmm. it's like, well, that's great. You see her as like a little 
person to stand by you and and do your you know take care of you when you feel like you need cheerleading. Woohoo! And everybody likes that in a partner, but. You know, most songs of the summer are really incredibly sexist, and I guess I just have to live with that. I have lived with it my whole life, so whatever. <laughs> All right. So she went after the lyrics on that one. I wasn't expecting that. All right, Jim, you're next. I was going to go after the lyrics. That was it. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, I, I've noticed in a lot of these, there's a little bit of a novelty component, and the idea of opening up with a trumpet seems pretty, you know, gutsy and brave. Until you get to the lyrics where Gutsy and Brave just fall right aside. So musically, this seems to pass a lot of uh, Brendan's rules, but lyrically, it seems also really pretty offensive. But I, I don't think that really matters, right? Well, I think no, the, the, the commissioner is going to rule in the negative but let's right see. now. I, anyway. I, I, I appeal to uh, I already know to how Judge this. I, I know how this comes out. It's not good enough to dance to. Well, there's that issue, too. Well, well it depends on you, where you put the cut. All right, Brendan. Um, so I do love this song. However, I love the original recording that came out in 2012, and I'm, I feel like I'm the, the sexist jerk in this one. I sent it to my literary agent that summer to be like, this song really reminds me of you, the way you stand by me. Now, on that original, it's actually even more sparse than this recording. And so when I hear it, it just it's, it gives me that ears-bleeding feeling. I like it's It's like seeing a work of art, you know, graffitied over. It's just such a beautiful, wonderful song. The word around the the kids I'm hearing now, like on Twitter, are saying, oh, I hate when I hear that song, Cheerleader, because it's such a summer song, but it came out during the school year. All right. So um, so that I, I my one the only thing I have to add, and as Katie actually, no, she's still in there. She uh, she likes the song. But um, the only thing that I have to add is that I kind of agree with Joan that somehow or other, usually, not always, this is a song that kind of blows you out of your chair onto the dance floor. I mean, that's what the song of the summer frequently is and this isn't that i mean once you were actually out on the dance floor you could probably you know sway around to this a little bit but or at least the song needs to make you instantly sing along with it something if it's like not that. a dance thing it has to really grab you and in, in, in you're in it you're right away along you're probably swaying mm-hmm. too yes right, exactly right. we should also or more uh, reflect on the fact that that some years this whole conversation is kind of moot which I don't think it is this year. I mean, the Carly Rae Jepsen year, by the time we got this show on the air, which was right around this time, <laughs> it was over. There was, I mean, we really had to manufacture a conversation. It was just over. <laughs> I mean, everybody everybody knew what the song of the summer was. And it was kind of true last year with Fancy. I mean, maybe not quite as emphatically true, but, you know, really by some like mid-June, you kind of knew. I mean, this just wasn't going to happen. And I do feel like this year, the jury is still kind of out. I think... I mean, I think I know where this conversation is going to wind up, but I don't feel like I mean, Brendan, do you feel like something's really got a lock on it right now? No, but don't you feel like the summer doesn't re- hasn't really happened yet? Like it, it was warm. It was cold. I think it's like astral. Yeah, it hasn't happened. And, like, yeah, that could and be it. So the summer feeling can be behind that. All right, we're going to get grab a quick break. Uh, we welcome your input, 860-275-7266. We may not have your song available to play, however, or you can tweet us, WNPR Colin. You're listening to the Colin. 
All right, we're back. We're talking about the Song of the Summer. This is our annual Song of the Summer show. We've been doing them since 2011. Uh, joining us today, Joan Holiday, a veteran of all of them. She's a radio personality at 93.9 The River in Northampton. Brendan J. Sullivan's joining us from New York, New York-based DJ, author of Rivington Was Ours, Lady Gaga, The Lower East Side, and The Prime of Our Lives. He's in the NPR studios in Manhattan. Jim Chapdelaine, musician, producer, guitar hero, leader of the Shinolas, uh, a great summer band, uh, is also here with us in studio. And of course, you're with us too. Call us at WN, uh, 860-275-7266. Tweet us at WNPR column. A lot of people are tweeting us. We'll get to those in a second. So, um, you know, with uh, with Joan, we, uh, we have to let her nominate at least one song that is maybe not really being monitored on the charts. But the, as I say, if you go on Vulture or Billboard, or there's a lot of people who sort of try to keep track of this, what's going to be the song of the summer, who's going to win the uh, contest. Uh, this song isn't, I don't think, on anybody else's radar uh, right now, but uh, it's by Leon Bridges. It's called Coming Home. Uh, Joan, you want to set it, set it up for us? Yeah, he's a guy from uh, Fort, Worth, Fort Worth, Texas, and he's very retro. He's like channeling Sam Cooke, and he looks the part, too. He dresses in a retro way, and and I just think he's got a beautiful voice, and I like I like the feel of this. And I did have to bring in a couple of songs that I could bear to listen to. All right, here we go. Never be the song of the summer, and I think I know why. But I'd be interested to know whether Jim or uh, Brendan has a theory. I, I do. I don't. Th- I love this song. I, get, you know, I can tell you. I can almost tell you which ribbon mics they're using to record this. It's a, all recorded in one room. Um, very Sam Cooky. If you look at the cover, it's super retro, black and white, intentionally retro. I, I, he's genuinely talented. I love this, and especially in contrast, I love it. Uh, but I don't hear the big hook, and I think the intro is too long uh, for for the particular subject we're talking about, which has to grab people in three seconds. This yeah, is more of like that. a twenty-five second he's, grab. Well, he squandered his three seconds. Yeah, yeah, he he, he did. So Brendan, that, that's my take. On. Brendan, I love me, the vibe of it. Though. Brendan, let me bounce my theory off you, and and uh, my here's my theory about this: that one of the things you can say most of the time about the song of the summer is that it also sums up kind of the way music sounds at a certain moment. So if you think about Fancy last year, I mean, everything about it was sort of, it, was, it wasn't just the song itself. It, the song was kind of a placeholder for how music was sounding at that moment. And certainly the year of Blurred Lines, I mean, we were entering this Pharrell Williams 
period of domination. I mean, it had to be, it had to have the Pharrell Williams sound to it. You have to sort of skip over Carly Rae Jepsen because that's the song that could kind of work probably at any time. But certainly the only reason for LMFAO ever to have won Song of the Summer <laughs> at that moment was it was kind of the way music sounded right at this, right at that moment. Yeah. And, and so that, that's my theory, Brendan, is that this kind I of feels... I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. And, it, and it, you could, there's sort of a clear winner of everything that sounds a way that a certain number of people would listen to it. I think there might have been a gap somewhere between the end of radio domination and the beginning of our playlist culture, mm-hmm. uh, where there wasn't always a clear winner. Uh, now, again, you don't always want to be the winner. So, like, look at 1988. The Song of the Summer was Roll With It by Steve Winwood. But that summer on the top charts was Pour Some Sugar On Me, Sweet Child of Mine, uh, you know, Elton John's I Don't Want to Go On With You Like That. You know, these are songs that are still being played. Yep. Right. And, and th- that's the sound of more, maybe that it sort of becomes the sound of the 80s to us now. And we sort of forget the top. You know, it's like you lose the peaks. Right. And I also think there is a kind of mummy's curse here, too. We've kind of alluded to it. But, I mean, Iggy Azalea's career has kind of, for various reasons, imploded right now. She's had to cancel her tour. I mean, uh, obviously, Robin Thicke wound up in court. um, Mm -hmm. And uh, Cardi Rae Jepsen is still, I think, trying to shake off the notion that she's a one-hit wonder. She actually has a song out this summer that some people have made arguments for. LMFAO. I don't even know if they're – I wouldn't – how would I even know if they're still working? Um, (laughs) But – <laughs> but you know, sort of, there is. It's not universal, but there's a way in which that. Uh, and you pointed out out in your video, Brendan. There is a way in which maybe you don't really want this. You you want to be the second or third place um, thing because you might last longer. Okay, uh, but to go with my my theory that song, song of the summer is like your summer romance. You still want a song of the summer. It doesn't matter if it's the highlight or the love of your life. You still want one. It's summer. It's got to happen. Right. So um, we're getting some tweets here, and uh, and this is the. The only reason I would play this song, we're going about to do Bad Blood, Wolfie, uh, is because we got a tweet about it. So here's Amy tweeting, summer anthem and breakup song covering all the bases. Taylor Swift's Bad Blood. This is with Kendrick Lamar. It's not going to be the song in the summer, but she tweeted it. We've got it. We'll play it. waited and released Shake It Off now. Yeah, Shake It Off could have been a song of the summer. It, it would have been the song of the summer. Yeah. And I love Kendrick Lamar, too. But yeah, this, I do, too. I, I'm trying to figure this out. Well, it, this is a song in which the whole is less than the sum of its parts. Yes. Yeah, it I is. Mean, they both it's kind of like it. that uh, Paul McCartney, Kanye West uh, uh, thing that happened. And Brendan is a DJ. This isn't really a song that you would want to have to work with, I assume. No, good. No. Because <laughs> even if, you know, the the... If you're at that party where, you know, the person paying the bill is just begging for it, you're going to clear the dance floor on this and you can't get it back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You're going to have to play blurred lines and have people go, oh, God, remember last summer? (laughs) The valet parking lot would empty immediately. Right. So uh, we're uh, we're trying to figure out what the song in the summer is going to be. Um, we might as well. Uh, we just got a tweet about this too. Uh, there's a, we have to speed through a few of them. So living enough has tweeted. Uh, I fear it may be trap queen. Um, 
And then, and then he has appended misogyny on fleek. We, we dealt with on fleek recently. All right. So um, we'll hear a little bit. This is by Fetty Rap. Um, here's Drop Queen. This is a spring break song. It's yeah. a blast. But here's where I'm going to, as you know, if I just follow wealthy people across the world, in my, which is what I do, this is the song that we're <laughs> going to hear this winter in Gestad, Switzerland, when everybody's done with the Bitha and done with the Hamptons and they go there for Christmas and they're like, don't you remember six months ago, the last time we all saw each other? Trap Queen. I that, think that happens to me all the time too, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> he follows people from this from, almost sounds from like Elmwood a, to West Park. I just get the uh, whole like nursery rhyme vibe, and that maybe may speak to to what it takes, like a really low common denominator, which would something we haven't even seen, and probably Brendan doesn't run into a lot. Is bro country. Uh, I mean, does, oh, don't they get yeah. their whole song of the summer, like <laughs> yeah. drinking and thinking with my like lady? Like Red Solo and, Cup or whatever. Yeah. They buy it with I Confederate money. And it's, but yeah. but you're not pro- probably playing a lot of that at, in the Hamptons. Maybe not. But yeah, I just want to say one thing about this is I, this is I would put this perhaps incorrectly. So this is a song that's a little bit boring at this point to Brendan and jarring to to some of the rest of us uh, because we really haven't heard too much trap music before. And um, but I, I I do think there are songs occasionally that sum up a style and introduce a style to a mass audience, take it from a niche audience to a mass audience, and they can be a little bit jarring. I would put in the same category, turn down for what? Which when I first heard it and it was in the sweepstakes for Song of the Summer, it's here. I thought, oh, that's really horrible. I don't like it. And then I, I kind of understood eventually what it was, you know. And then I, I, then I, I did cultivate and, and gain an affection for it. Uh, but, you know, sometimes the, the, the style of a song is it's unfamiliar enough so that um, those of us in the mainstream who are not cutting edge um, you know, it sort of it shocks us. Uh, shock is probably. Just you know what I would say as as a pro at this, those songs are just as jarring in the business. Like when uh, you know, turn down for what was uh, is the kind of song you can't come back from. Exactly, you can't. I've DJ, I DJ too sometimes, and yeah. you cannot re- recover from that song. Like, what do you mean it's by like that? It's like the Harlem Shake. You it's can't the Harlem Shake. find you another get the, song to oh, come after yeah, it. After Fill it. the dance floor. And then it's the one Harlem Shake is, you know, the one trap song people know. And then you can't, you're not going to play trap for half an hour after that. Nope. No, you then you have be. to go to Bad it's Blood. Like, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Start over. You have to reboot. That's, That's right. your let, reboot song. Let people go get a drink of water. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're speeding here, but I just, I'm trying to manage the clock here. So. Um, Maroon 5 has released a song and in fact he, uh, Kent Plourd uh, is tweeting us in support of uh, th- this particular song now this particular song has all kinds of problems for us because in fact it, it's called This Summer is Going to Hurt is Going to Hurt Like a Mother Something um, so right away Maroon 5 is kind of hitting off a different set of T's here I mean you know so we, we actually had to first of all find, up a, find a cleaned up version of it uh, and uh, here it goes <laughs> This song is gonna hurt 
All right, it's in there somewhere. And actually, Joan, you had it on your list. So I did because I think it was kind of a contender, but I also think it's really kind of leaden, mm-hmm. and it's certainly yeah. not moves like Jagger. Right. You know, I, you know, yeah, I have to is... say, I'm sorry to cut you off, Brendan. Last night, uh, uh, my wife teaches pre-K and says, you know, my kids are the ones who predict because it's whatever they're singing yeah. right now that will become <laughs> the pre-K the, the, kids are singing the this song kids. Mm-hmm. And, and she said and they're all singing this song by Maroon 5 and I said well there is a song by Maroon 5 on this list I said is it this song <laughs> and she recoiled in horror of course so apparently there's another uh, Maroon 5 thing, song but yeah I agree with you Joan it's just it's not this song is trying to be the prom date but it's not going to get a date oh. Yeah. Well, just perfectly said right there. This is a try-hard song. Yeah. I mean, I also like to get in the car for the first time this summer and put on the Beach Boys every summer. Thank you. You know, it's not – that doesn't define summer. Right. And de- definitely doesn't define summer 2015. It kind of doesn't define anything. This song, you mean? Yeah. 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 No, I. to me, this one does sound very much like a very, very calculated attempt to have the song of the summer. and, and Calvin Harris has a song, and the first line of it is just, When I Met You in the Summer, and the song is called Summer. And that's a great song for me to throw on, you know, in the first weekend in May when I'm DJing out there. But it doesn't define any summer in particular, which is fine. All right, we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. Uh, eventually, we're going to play the song that I think is probably going to win. You know, winning the Song of the Summer contest isn't always good for your career. I was mentioning that to Nelly Furtado today when she was making my mochaccino. Today's show was produced by Colin McEnroe and me, Kyone Wolf. Our interns are Katie Cheerleader McAuliffe, Jules Bills Lefevre, and Deborah Shut Up and Dance Tims. Greg Hill appeared in the intro and tweets for us at WNPR Colin. The part of Bill Curry was played by the Black Eyed Peas. For show pages, articles, and videos of the Faith Middleton Show staff lip-syncing the party rock anthem, visit our webpage, wnpr.org slash Colin. On tomorrow's show, the nose goes to New Haven. And now, back to Colin. Yeah, tomorrow we'll be down at the study in New Haven in the lobby of that beautiful hotel on Chapel Street. You're welcome to join us at 1. Uh, we're going to uh, be sort of part of the festival, the International Festival of Arts, Ideas, and Pancakes, which is held every year in New Haven. We'll have one of the performers, Roger Smith, from... Uh, from that. Uh, he's actually doing a one-man show about Rodney King down there. Also, Oppie, Mark Oppenheimer, will be joining us, and Benny Klein. Uh, we've all seen, uh, speaking of the Beach Boys, the Brian Wilson biopic, Love and Mercy. That's one of the things we'll talk about. We've got a list uh, of topics, though. So anyway, a little bit different tomorrow, but uh, feel free to join us in person if you want to, if you're in the area. So uh, we're talking about the Song of the Summer right now. We're talking to Jim Chapdelaine, uh, to Joan Holiday, and to Brendan J. Sullivan. Uh, and we're getting close. We're getting close to where I sort of think the conversation must end. Um, but um, I want to bring up one thing before we uh, we're going to play a couple more songs here and um, maybe get a call on the air, too. Um, it, it also seems to me as though obviously timing is so incredibly important, like when the song comes out, when it starts to get airplay, when it gets onto the charts is all really, really important. And I wonder if an argument could be made. I'm probably going to get in a lot of trouble here. But uh, for the fact that last year, absolutely, Fancy by Iggy Azalea, it's the song of the summer. By, by the numbers, it's the song of the summer. By every other possible statistical measure, it's the song of the summer. And by the, the zeitgeist measure, it's the song of the summer. But that, in a weird way, August was controlled by Megan Trainer and um, uh, all about that bass. Uh, you're nodding. There's a way yeah. in which that is kind of true, right? Yes, Absolutely. 
Um, so, so Brendan, what about that? What about sort of a late arrival? How do you feel about that as the commissioner? Uh, I I loved that song. I loved everything about that song. It was great. Uh, it was anti and, and and but full of the spirit at the same time. It was the perfect answer to fancy, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Because really by was. the end of the summer, you're sick of the song of the summer. Right. In a, in a sad way. Yeah. The so. same way that in August, that hot week happens where you're just like, oh, I just can't wait for fall to cool off. <laughs> I want to wear my sweaters again. All right. <laughs> We're going, to, uh, we're going to play one song that I actually got a lot of support on Facebook when I brought this topic up this week. It's on Jones' list, too. It's not on the list of the tastemakers uh, who kind of seem to control this process. It's called Honey, I'm Good. It's by Andy Grammer. Let's play a little bit of it. No, no, honey, I'm good. I could have another, but I probably should not. I got somebody at home. Sort of a testament to fidelity, anyway. Yeah, I hate this one less than most. Yeah. <laughs> this is all this, this is a monogamy verging, song. It's yeah. verging on bro country without fiddles and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know, Cotton Eye Joe. Thank you, Joan. It's Cotton Eye yeah. Joe, yeah. yeah. Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. 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 yeah, it kind of is that song. So, And it's probably a little too country to, to, to have the kind of urban props that you usually have to have to be the song of the summer, yeah. right? And this is going to be a song. It's got to be a song that people in cities, and specifically New York and L.A., are into probably to win. You know, there was a time uh, I played 10 summers on Cape Cod, mm-hmm. and we would often randomly pick a song and just – and I remember these happy hour performers would always do Sweet Caroline for some reason because it's a real rah-rah song. Mm. And, you know, we were too smart for that. We wouldn't play that. Uh, and now it's become this huge thing. And I'm pretty sure that's where it started is on Cape Cod in the summer. Huh. Well, speaking of the shore, we've got a call from Chris in Old Line. Every time we do this, there's always some sentiment that builds up for some song we, that we don't have anywhere in our uh, our computers. So we've got a tweet about this from Greg and a call about this from Old Line. So uh, we'll, uh, Chris will have to actually sing a little bit of it for us because we, we can't play it for you. But, Chris, uh, you had one you wanted to mention. Yeah, I certainly don't think I'm going to be singing on the air for you. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> um, we have auto I go for Major Lazer and DJ Snake. It's a song called Lean On featuring some uh, vocals from a female. I think she's a Dutch artist named Mo. Right. So DJ Snake, of course, uh, part of the team that also gave us Turn Down for What. So, um, so Brendan. Uh, you, the, that yeah. is the number one song in the world right now. Is it? Really? Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, we don't really hear that much of it. Huh. So it's the number one song in the world cause, because it's really popular where? Oh, I mean, that's a great qualifier. Right. Uh, the qualifier I would give is it's on the Spotify world list right oh, now. Oh, interesting. Of, okay. of every place Spotify, there is Spotify. That's the number one song in the world. Wow. That's really interesting. All right. So let's um, – well, we don't have to. We can't play it for anybody. So anyway, um, we're, we're going to play what the song that I think is sort of emerging as kind of a consensus favorite, although I want to I, I understand why that is. Uh, it's by Walk the Moon. It's called Shut Up and Dance. Here we go. Don't you dare look back, just keep your eyes on me. I said you're holding back. She said, shut up and dance. Me, this woman is my destiny. She said, ooh, ooh, shut up 
We built this city this on rock and roll. 80s, 80s, because of 80s. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> One thirty beats per minute. Gated snare. Everything about the eighties is in there. A gated snare. Uh, that's what that's called. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like yeah. this song. Yeah. I do Came like out it. November, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's old. <laughs> he said wearily. Ah, I, I would say this is a new category that we don't ha- that we haven't discussed yet. This is a viral hit. This is something that wasn't really promoted it just got into people's ears yeah and on youtube and spotify and people yeah, started grabbing it that's a new chart that's a new chart that's beyond radio and beyond with mtv or whatever it's just I like people it. playing it which it's, just means teenagers like it it's romance there's a starstruck guy a sassy girl a great beat they're dancing it's it's ton of awesome. reverb yeah, and I, I think also, uh, Brendan, I think it uh, does pass your one of your tasks in that I think the opening is, is there's a quick seductive opening that suggests that maybe mm-hmm. something it's exciting like is about opening. to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very much. You're going to leap right out of your chair and hit the dance floor on that. And I assume that the I've never heard of Walk the Moon. Brendan, are these fresh faces? They, they are fresh faces, but I mean, you know, uh, we you could see them in a you know 50 person venue in you know last year at CMJ, for example, the New York Music Festival. Oh, you know, as as recently as November, October. Right. Brendan, so they are kind of a sleeper hit. You kind of cheer for them in a way. That's kind of the fun thing about being a music fan is you are a fan. You kind of, you like want them to make it. Yeah. Have you seen this video? I did. Yes, I have. And it's it's sampled in my uh, my Song of the yes. Summer. Oh, that's right. It is yeah. in there. Cut it is in, in the there. End. It's funny. It's really yeah. cute, right? Yeah. It's cute. This is another monogamy song. This is another How I Met Your Mother. Uh, you know, <laughs> like the time we went out, she just said, shut up and dance with me. And I yeah. knew that right then, you know. Um, so uh, so do we all think, I mean, is that is this going to be it? Get over here. Yeah. Is this going to be it? I mean, is this going to be the song of the summer? Does anybody want to go out on a limb here? I mean, in one of your videos, Brendan, you kind of, you went about, what, a third of the way out on the limb for for this song. Yeah, so I guess if Fancy was the clear winner last year, and then we all of a sudden had Megan Trainer, mm-hmm. I feel like this is our Fancy. Mm-hmm. Not that we're all that. None of us seem that excited about it, but that makes me think that the song of the summer is still out there somewhere. Yeah, we have one. Could hope. Yeah. yeah, one could hope. But but Joan, you like it enough for it to be. And well, you know, it's got everything that it probably needs. I yeah. wouldn't say I'm like, that's a great song. It's not a great song, so but it could it be song. So if it comes on the song. radio, are you going to keep it on every time it comes by? Every time? Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> and would that be part of the litmus test? Like, you just want to crank this thing in your car? But if my daughter and I were in the car together and it came on, oh, yeah, we'd crank it up and we'd both sing along. Yeah. 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 And w- there's another thing about Song of the Summer is when it's when everybody's in their car and it's when they got the windows down. Right. 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 The Song of the Summer will hit you whether someone else is playing it or whether you're playing it. You got so it. So it's, it's almost like when, when the windows are down and the trunk is rattling from the bass, do you, who had no choice in that song, go like, <laughs> I like this song. Yeah. Right, you go, Ooh. As that car passes you. That's your you know, organs are shaking traffic. loose from the booming system. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to uh, wrap here, though. I think this. I think Brendan's got it right, too, that this is going to be the song of the summer for a while anyway, but in fact there might be something out there. I think it's a there. placeholder. There's a, yeah, there's a Megan Trainor-type uh, song out there that's going to replace it eventually. Thanks so much to Joan Holiday, uh, radio personality with WRSI, the River in Northampton, Hampton, 93.9. Brendan J. Sullivan, New York-based GG, DJ, author of Rivington was ours, Lady Gaga, the Lower East Side, and the Prime of Our Lives, and Jim Chaplin, Connecticut musical treasure, musician, producer, guitar hero.
dance with me, yeah. I'm dancing, baby. Let's go. Uh, uh, mm -mm. This summer's gonna hurt like a mother. Ow. It hurt like a mother. Ow. 